Ladies and gentlemen, I know you miss me. This is the Ned and Josh podcast. Ned and Josh podcast. Ned and Josh podcast. Canberra Region Workers Compensation Specialists. Malaganis Edwards-Johnson. The lack of awareness people seem to have when they get on a plane. Yep. You're not in your lounge room. You're not by yourself. As a matter you're of fact, not on a road trip. You're packed in like sardines in a huge can in the sky. So being as considerate as possible is definitely the way that I think most people should and do behave. Yeah, it is a smart way to behave uh, just in public in general, but especially on a plane, especially on a long trip on a plane. But when the 10% who don't come out to play, um, they really put on a clinic because it's something that 90% of us aren't really used to. So the 10% are very, very foreign. What's happened is a guy has decided to get on a plane. Um, the person behind them. Now, look, I actually get on board with what the person, the instigator has done a little bit. What they've done is they put their feet because they're very tall. A woman behind him was very, very tall and just decided to put her feet underneath his chair to the point where they're almost sticking out the front so he can see her feet underneath his chair. Now, I don't think you should do it that far, but... I am tall and airplane seats are not very big. So sometimes I do have to put my feet like underneath the person in front of me's seat. Otherwise, I have nowhere to put my legs unless it's out into the aisle, which then the flight attendants almost make it a mission to break your legs with the trolley that they come past with. This guy's like her feet uh, are through the chair without shoes on and her socks smell Awful, yeah. like open sewage. Okay, all right. He's like, this, it stinks on here. Yeah. He's like, this person has clearly never washed their socks. Their socks, in of themselves, without getting too gross, look like they haven't been washed in a considerable amount of time. Mm-hmm. This is where an eye for an eye comes into play. This guy has decided that the justice he will take into his own hands is that he's drinking a can of something. I don't. Even, it looks alcoholic. Um, he's decided to pour it on the woman's feet who are underneath. So, like, she's put her feet all the way through, so they're underneath his legs, and he's just taking a sip of his can and has decided to pour it on her sock. It's an interesting course of action. It's definitely weird no. in all fronts. I... But okay. I also don't think... Do we know the- how long the flight was? Do we know how long this flight was? Uh, long enough for this person to kick their shoes off and push their feet yeah. all the way through. So- yeah, and that's, I'm glad you've said long enough yeah. because there is a time. There is a limit on exactly... I would say if you are on an Australian domestic flight that isn't going to Perth, yeah. shoes on. Keep your shoes on. There's no reason. You, you could go uh, coast to coast. LA be- to Chicago. No, no, Melbourne to Perth. Oh, right. And I believe you're allowed to take your shoes off there. Yeah, I'd say you could pop off a shoe maybe. But this is the other thing. We need to get to the bottom of something to do because I have been on an international flight where someone's kicked their shoes off next to me and it has been intense. It's I don't been- think, honestly, my rule is you should never kick your shoes off. No, you're like, you I should. Think- I don't think you were ever allowed to. You are talking plus 16 hours in a plane. You're yeah. allowed to take your shoes off. But I think there have to be rules. And it is an absolute, I think you have to subject yourself to the following. Let me, let me go with this, Pitch- right? Play your case. Here's my rule. Because I love kicking my shoes off, but I would be mortified to think somebody was suffering in silence if my feet didn't smell good. Mm. I usually make sure that I anchor it up, go straight to Kmart, get a fresh pack of those super cottony white socks, yep. and just make them so the socks look as fresh as they can. Make sure that they're only on just before I go on the flight so they're as fresh as they can be. But then, say someone was to tap me on the shoulder and go, your feet, shoes, stink. your feet stink. I'd put my shoes on straight away. But if you weren't the kind of person that would do that and you wanted to kick up a stink and you wanted to make a scene like this lady potentially has, you should be able to subject yourself to a flight attendant jury of a sniff test. 
Yeah. And if the Who? flight attendants come along and just get a quick whiff and go, you know what? No, yeah. shoes back on. You have to follow their instructions yep. and you have to keep your shoes on for the remainder of the flight. Yeah. Uh, this will make me very popular amongst flight attendants. Uh, let's not do that and everyone keep their shoes on. Okay. Because I think that would make it the worst job known to human beings. If you had to maybe randomly go, yep, you definitely have a fungal infection on your toe there. Put them back on, thanks. And now I think I have it on my face because I was just very close to your toe. My drop-down menu immediately went to, well, let's just have people volunteer. To, and then I thought, no, no people volunteering yeah, yeah. to sniff strangers' feet, let's not give them that, any official roles. How that, about that? Yeah, How that about might be that? maybe yeah. the only worse <laughs> idea. Josh, you remember yesterday how I said I went and did a huge grocery shop on Sunday and then realised that. Um, I actually do remember you telling that story and I, I actually... It was less than 24 hours ago. No, well, I went home. I told people about it. I was like, you never get this. Ned, Ned bought some groceries yesterday. Who did you tell? Mum. I called my nana, Carrie, just yeah. whoever I could. I said, yeah. Ned did some grocery shopping, guys. Yeah. You won't believe it. I know your nan just got out of surgery, so call her for she, other things. She needed to know. Yeah, no, she didn't. <laughs> I'm telling you, no. honestly, no one needed to know, but we needed to fill five minutes of the show yesterday, and so that's what I said. But one of the parts of it that I did get was because I walked past and just saw a deal that was too good to pass up, and it fell, it fit right perfectly into what I was trying to achieve with this big shop, which is stop just going out and buying stuff to eat that costs more than it would to just have something at your house. Saw that they were doing um, the all-large cakes, 50% off. Yeah, great. Now, you will be very aware that I do not like chocolate. No, you don't. So I'm, I'm, I'm. What cake did you get? It, that takes it off probably ninety percent of the things that Dobbinsons uh, offer you in a cake variety. Apple and blueberry crumble cake, lovely. Got it for twelve dollars, and it is huge. Yeah, it's like this big. It's like bigger than the size of my head. So you've got a cake. For no, a cake a, for no occasion. On. No, <laughs> yeah. I have a cake to nibble on because essentially what happens is that I'll get peckish at home and go, ah, screw it, I'll just go to Coles and I'll go down to Coles and buy stuff that'll cost me $15. Whereas if I just have a cake at home that I can just snack on every time I'm hungry, no worries. It's interesting that we've already mentioned my nana in this talk break because yeah. the only other person that I know that just gets a cake to nibble on yeah. are nanas. Yeah, no, nanas are the only... Yeah. And I honestly get along great with Nana's, so this is probably it. Are you enjoying the decision you've made? I was, up until last night, where I ate half of it in one go. Oh, no. Because I'm a guy, I'm hungry, and I love... How much I don't like chocolate is how much I love crumble. Apple mm. crumble, apple rhubarb, apple blueberry crumble. As long as it's crumbling, you can be sure it's going in my face. Okay, so, so you- I ate half of a cake last night, and then I was laying in bed legitimately at 11 going, I'm going to have food poisoning tomorrow. Yeah. I've eaten so much cake. And by the way, I'm guessing the reason it was 50% off was because they needed to sell it today, mm. and I bought it on Sunday morning. And so last night, I was oh, like shoveling cake <laughs> yeah. into my face, and I was like, I'm going to have food poisoning, I'm going to be vomiting all day tomorrow. Uh, no, the reason you felt sick is you ate half a cake, half a large cake. I guess we'll never know. No, That's for doctors we do and know. scholars in but the what, future to figure out. What we'll never know is why the, uh, the in, inner spirit of a nana overtook you, and you bought yeah. a cake to just snack on. Well, and, and I would like to call you Nana Ned from this point forward. That's fine. I'll happily be Nana Ned. Nana Ned. I love a tea. I love talking about haberdashery and yep. I love crochet. I really actually do love crochet and more importantly, above all, I love snacking on some cake. You love a little, a little non-occasion yeah. snack cake. I think the Nana Society of Canberra would shun me because I don't like chocolate yeah. and I think... 
like to be a nana, you need to have chocolate at the ready. It's like your superpower. Chocolate or licorice. Yeah. You need to get into one or the other, and you don't like either. So I don't like a, either. You, you essentially need to put your hands in your pockets and pull out one of the two. It either yeah. is chocolate or licorice, and I hate both. You are, however, and once again, let's just repeat this for everybody listening, yeah. snacking on a cake for cake no boy. reason. Not, you are Nana Ned. Yeah. And I'm, I'm going to give you your last name. You're Nana Ned Nesbitt. <laughs> I have a last name. <laughs> Nana Ned I, Nesbitt. Yeah, I'm not a cartoon character that's <laughs> you are now. into your life. <laughs> when you bought a giant cake just for you, you became one. Yeah, I'm sorry. Right. <laughs> Josh, it's freezing this morning. There's no two ways about it. If you are going outside, um, rug up. Please do. Cold uh, snap at the moment, and yeah. I actually think that if you're outside for long enough, your bones may, in fact, freeze over and snap. So yeah. you just need to be very, very careful out and about. Please rug up. Um, now, it does actually... It's colder now than it was when I got up. It was minus one degree when I woke up this it's morning. minus five at the moment. Yeah. It feels like at minus ten. This is usually what happens, is as the sun starts to come up, it gets way colder. But um, what I usually do, my normal morning routine is wake up, uh, get Put on up. a little makeup. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah a system yeah. of a down joke, but that, continue yeah. on, please. <laughs> it's very good. And then I was trying to think of like, how does the TikTok by Keshep start? Mm. Wake up in the oh, morning. Oh, you're feeling like P. Diddy? Yeah, yeah. no, no. Well, That's I another woke joke up in the as well. That would have been yeah. good at two. But I, yeah. anyway. And then I brushed my teeth with a bottle of Jack, which yeah. no dentist recommends. today went off the rails yeah. a little bit for now. <laughs> I just need to heat more, warm myself up. Um, but no, I wake up, uh, get up, turn the lights on. Have a look at my beautiful dog, Len, who is usually like, what are you doing, dude? Let me sleep. For for God's sake, let me go back to sleep. And he does. I do it every morning, and it's almost cruel to him, but it's the... The juice is worth a squeeze in my eyes of him. Like, when you first turn on the light, he's like little, like, like where they're blinking and they're like, yeah, it's uh-huh. very cute. Very it's cute. one of the cutest. And cause he's such, he's got such big brown eyes. He like, when he first does, he's like, huh? And I'm like, What's oh, happened? pee inside as much as you want, little buddy. If, as long as you keep making faces like that, you can poo and wee as much as you want inside. Cause I also don't own this house. But, um, <laughs> what happens is I get up, I give him food. And then while he's eating, I go downstairs and just open the front door so he can go outside into like the little courtyard area and just go for a wee at his own leisure and then come back upstairs and go to his bed. Went downstairs to go let him out this morning. I opened the door and like, it wasn't even windy. Like it's not windy outside, but just the, of from opening the door, the cold air that hit me, I was like, nah, I'm making a decision. I'd rather you pee inside today than go outside and be like, because I feel like icicles are going to, yeah. that's what you're going to be peeing, mm. little, little ice shards, which is going to be very, very painful. So I was like, stay inside. Um, he wouldn't, and he came down for some reason. He was just like, nah, I'm, I'm motivated. Put one foot on something that wasn't carpet, so the tiles just before you get out, and like, it's like he electrocuted himself. He put like a foot on the tile and went like, he didn't make a noise because then I would have been like, are you actually hurt? But he made, this is the noise it sounded like he wanted to make. Yeah, what is going on? Oh my God. Oh no, thank you. He went straight up, says, didn't even have breakfast, just went straight to bed. Too cold to even eat food. Too cold to eat food. So that's, that's how you know a dog is a very, very cold puppy. I made a, a proclamation a while ago that, like you've said before, my dog, at one point in his genetic makeup, was a wolf. Out in the freezing cold, out in torrential rain, thunderstorms, so whatever. Or snow, maybe. Exactly right. You can deal with it being cold inside. But this morning, even, I was like, you get the air con this morning, bud. You get the heater. You left the heater on. I left the heater Aww. on for him, and I, pro- I said to myself I was never going to do that because I'm like, you're already inside, mate. Like, you've got you've, it better you've won. than any yeah. of your ancestors. You've won. 
But I was like, it's too cold, bud. I understand. It's too cold today. staffy heater today. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. That's lovely. I'm sure I'll be rewarded with uh, copious amounts of mm. wee and poo when and I get home. And it'll be warmed up, yeah. which is gross. <laughs> it'll be warm yeah. poo and uneaten food yeah, everywhere nah, in the house. You needed Good. it outside, so it was like a brick. <laughs> you could just pick it up and put it in the bin, and now you're going to have to scoop it up. Gross. <laughs> this Thursday down at Yarralumla Beach is the absolutely, uh, well, now I think iconic now in Canberra, the winter solstice nude charity swim. Absolutely. The bone-chilling swim that people subject themselves to for such a good cause but, oh, my goodness, it's cold this year. It is absolutely freezing. Now, we have seen this event take place uh, over the last few years of us being here in Canberra, and I've always wondered how we can get involved that doesn't in- actually involve going for a swim. Yeah, uh, I would appeal- very much like to keep my clothes on. does not appeal to either of us yeah. in the way that it is appealing to some very brave people raising money for Lifeline. You can check out wintersolsticeswim.com if nuding up on Thursday morning <laughs> and going for a quick dip uh, appeals to you. Um, you can definitely be a part of it or even just find out how you can raise some money for the people who are a part of it. But how can we get involved? That's what we wanted to find out this morning. I'm thinking maybe there's a broadcast deal to be done. So let's have a bit of a chat to the chairperson of the Ian Lindemann Memorial Swim. His name's Ben Johnson. He's on the line right now. How are you, Ben? Good morning. Yeah, going great, thanks. Ben, this swim is a bit of a Canberra institution, and we've always looked at it from afar for a few years now and wondered why. Why is anybody doing this when it's this cold? So can you maybe run us through, particularly with the weather today and over the next few days, why is this happening? How did it start? The swim was started in Canberra by Ian Lindemann, who is uh, um, a dear local of uh, the pub that I am, the old Canberra Inn, looking for a charity fundraising event to kick off. Uh, seven years ago, there was four participants. The event uh, grew. started off doing cancer research and, and mental health, but um, since COVID times, it became apparent that mental health is really just such an important um, cause to get behind. Uh, and it really ties in well with the idea of the charity swim because there's a, there's a few benefits. There's, uh, for the person who's actually going in the water, you really, it is literally like the ultimate reset button or circuit breaker. The idea is that it's the start of the new solar year and you get to have a refresh and you get to uh, literally uh, you know, wash away all the negative energy that you might have and come out uh, basically a new person. If I'm not mistaken as well, Ben, the other side of this is you, you literally, for this event to take place, you have to get special permits and everything because what you're doing is not, you're not normally allowed to do this. No. This is a very specific <laughs> event, very specific time of year. Uh, absolutely. It's, uh, we have to get a nudity instrument, which uh, yeah, is something that I didn't know about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have to get uh, special government approval. I think it goes all the way to you know to the minister. Yeah, uh, and um, yes, exactly. You'll get locked up if you normally. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't usually love it. Ben, this so this is going to be great. There is going to be uh, literally hundreds of people that are hopefully going to be a part of this this year. As you said, it started for it's grown in huge numbers, it's massive. Um, now. now, look this this cold water. Have you experienced it for yourself, Ben, as part of the swim? Um, I have, as as far as uh, dipping my toe in. I have to admit that. Um, because of my very important organisation. Oh, very nice. <laughs> yeah, yes. Administrative uh, responsibility. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that, uh, that uh, you know, I'm, I have been unable to uh, participate. Sure, 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 sure. We understand and are actually understand. almost looking for uh, a similar arrangement. <laughs> with uh, we've, we've, we've wanting to be there and be a part of it. Yeah. We're, we're wondering, do you have an official broadcast partner? Like many sports will do a billion-dollar TV deal or whatever. This involves a bit of nudity. So in my mind, radio is perfect as your broadcast partner. Could we potentially interest you in that, Ben? 
Look, I think that would be amazing. Yeah, no, we really do need a broadcast partner because uh, even though obviously uh, the, the pitches uh, themselves, you know, we can't send them out because it's a strictly yes. you know, spectator policy, but uh, we really need, uh, we'd love uh, for you guys to come down if you're free. Well, look, this is the, the first question and really the only question I have. What is the distance we would need to be away from the event in order for uh, to not violate the no spectator rule ourselves or will once again an exception be made? Uh, look, yeah, no, that's fine. We uh, we we do make exceptions, and <laughs> okay. um, yeah. Look, uh, the the reality is that uh, if you close your eyes at the uh, you know at the right moment, we'll, we'll yeah, get yeah. away with it. There we go. Okay, very good. And I think that Josh and I only can paint so much of a picture with mm, our words. Yeah. We're not great orators. We really can only do so much, and there's only so many words we can say on air as well. We so have to really go through some of the rolodex of words we're allowed to say, not allowed to say. Pull out and dust off the old thesaurus to see what we can use, yeah. what uh, medical terms we can use. But yeah, no, I think that you and I can handle this. Temperature checks, all that sort of stuff. Stuff. I think this is going to be a great morning down there, obviously, Yarralumla Beach. Now, Ben, uh, huge, huge. Where can people go and donate money right now if they want to get involved? Yeah, they absolutely can, and they and they can just decide that, you know what, I just need to spice up my life a little bit and do something different. We've still got registrations open for today um, and tomorrow. Wintersolsticeswim.com is the website. Uh, all, the, all the money goes to Lifeline Canberra, and that's been an, an important um, connection that we've made over the last few years. Yeah. Uh, Lifeline, the, the, the demand on Lifeline uh, services uh, is huge and yeah. has really grown since COVID. So it's really important that people get behind them, people that chip in to, to, uh, to make this event happen. Uh, so that all the money uh, does go where it's needed. Oh, that's fantastic, mate. We'll be thanking them, I would imagine, as part of our role as now the official broadcast partner of the (laughs) uh, the, uh, Memorial Swim. This is very exciting for us to be involved and is absolutely crucial, as you said. It would um, would really, I think, if people knew exactly how much demand there is on Lifeline Canberra services at the moment, uh, post-COVID, we are certainly a community that's hurting. I think people have some idea as well. It is $26 every call that's answered and we need to get as many of the calls answered as possible. So yeah. to be able to deal with such a serious and and quite frankly sad situation that we've got at the moment in kind of a fun way that lets everybody be positive and start the new solar year. Ben, thank you for the work you and the team are doing down there and we can't wait for Thursday morning. Great, we'll see you then. In 2020, there was a woman who decided to start a little bit of a project, which I actually really, really like. It's just like her taking her own... In, uh, in, uh, what Initiative. Initiative. God, uh, whatever. Um, <laughs> and Sometimes your brain just doesn't come to the party. It's, it's really fi- not. It's fine. And I'm feeding it coffee, so I don't know what else it wants, but whatever. Um, she decided to do one of those things where you find a random mundane object in your house, trade it for something, and you hope to try and trade up until you get to something incredible, like yeah. a car or a dog or something. <laughs> um, love. Love. That would also be great. This woman started with a bobby pin in 2020. She, as of right now, is done. She's She's... Gotten to her final product. She made 28 swaps along the way. Uh, she went through pretty crazy stuff. She went through, like, jewellery. She went through a skateboard, Air Jordans, iPhones, multiple cars. Once, Wow. Like, she, she at one point, she was trading for, like, uh, like a Tesla solar bank and the car. Like a, oh, so she didn't want to... She didn't want to pay for electricity full stop. No, she no, was no. like, you charge up the car with the sun, yeah. and then I don't have to pay for anything. Someone just wanted to get rid of the whole ensemble, yeah. apparently, with Tesla. She's gotten to the end, though. Um, one of the things, actually, along the way that I'd like to talk about is she got the uh, she got the Chipotle celebrity card, which is you get free Chipotle forever whenever you go in. 
and you just give them the card, and they go, yep. how do you get that if you're not a celebrity? Like, so, surely that's non-transferable. Well, I mean, which no, celebrity gave it to her? I have so many questions. Well, no, I don't think a celebrity gave it to her, but I think that it's just someone had someone one. Robbed and a celebrity. Then, yeah, obviously. someone robbed a celebrity. Um, she's gotten to the end, and she has a uh, full house box um, set. Or no, 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 no. No, I wish <laughs> she a multiple. Uh, no, but an actual house, like home. a like a multi multi bedroomed house. That's incredible. So from a bobby pin. To, to a house. house. Yeah. She fully has it. She's like redone it. She's like, she's like, I moved in and it wasn't a great house, but she's like, I've redone it for very, very cheap. And yeah, she's like, now it's a three bedroom house from a uh, bobby pin. Uh, amazing. Not really. No, it's incredible. No, it's got I awful. Think it's actually. amazing. It's, it's actually terrible because um, that sucks. Humans, eh? You know yeah, what I pay for a house? Money. Not a bobby pin. Oh, not, yeah. not half a Tesla. Not $5,000 worth of burritos. I'd pay money. Except I don't have enough money. I need enough bobby pins to just be able to trade people. Maybe this is what I do. I just send that out into the universe. If I bought a bag of bobby pins, you get like 150 in those bags. Mm. And if I just individually, that's 150 opportunities that I have to get a house. If I just start putting that into the world, like going like, I'll trade you this for that, this for that, this for that, eventually one of them has got to come home, surely. The amount of groundwork you'd have to do, I mean, the juice is obviously worth the squeeze. You start off with a bobby pin, you end up with a house. In three years. And then I'd just use another one of the bobby pins to get that Tesla again. Like, just (laughs) kit out your whole house with just bobby pins. It's amazing. (laughs) But at the end of the day, God, how annoying would those, those news stories be? What do you he's mean? in his twenties and he has a house thanks to a bobby pin. Oh, in yeah. fact, now he has a property portfolio thanks oh. to five bobby pins. Yeah. Can you imagine those articles? Yeah. This Can't... man's never eaten avocado on toast in his life. No, I'm not. I'm going to forbid you buying bobby pins. Oh, yeah. I do not want to. I do not want to <laughs> see this happening. <laughs> I have seen some news this morning that is a little bit. People are like, oh, why? What's going on? And I, I actually think I've. I know. Do you have an insight? It's weird because I, I don't often think that when I see a problem on the internet. I'm like, I know the answer to that. Well, you're very rarely on the inside of any problem. So, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> it is true. I, I have seen this one, though, and I have a unique perspective of this, I think. Um, we are seeing a huge plummeting of sales for one of Australia's big classic, quote-unquote, iconic things. Like your Fosters or your sausages. Your humble meat pie. 40% sales drop over the last few years. Wow, really? People yep. are not getting around a meat pie anymore. People struggling with a meat pie. Now, I think because we're talking in the last couple of years, so we've obviously eliminated COVID as a potential factor. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think we've eliminated the potential factor that is the diversification of pies. Like you're talking about the different variations they come in. So your party pies, your gourmet pies, your four and twenties, your mar and pies. Right. Wrong diversification because there's no problem with any of that. Sometimes yeah. you want a little a pie. Of course. You know? Sometimes you want a very gourmet pie. Sometimes you want a servo pie. Like there's a pie for every occasion. No, 100% I agree. I'm talking about the 40% sales drop off has been in the humble meat pie. The diversification is that you oftentimes now yeah. will struggle to find just a normal beef meat pie. You will find pies with bits of uh, chicken in them. Bits of curry, different types of pies. Yeah. We are yeah. fancying up the pies to a level that I'm sure everyone's very happy with. Me, I am. 100%. But if you want to keep the sales of the beef meat pie strong, there's too many other pies to pick from. Yeah, this is truly spoken by the words of a man who would have chicken nuggets till the day he yeah. died. I want just a normal meat pie. No. And it's so hard to find them. at the like. Obviously, Super Barn does them. Yeah, Woolies does them. Of course, everyone does them. But if you, if you don't get in quick, the one, apparently the 
one normal meat pie that they have ready to go for a lunchtime, gone. See, I don't... You get a quiche pie or like a spinach pie or something. I don't know. It's too, there's too many different pies. I don't know anything about... Other than I like drinking it, red wine. It's a very it's a mystery to me. And people go, there's, there's hints of uh, eucalyptus oak yeah. in there. And I'm like... No, there's not. It's red wine. And they're like, do you see how there's a dry, subtle complexity to this? And I'm like, no, it's red wine. If you give me a meat pie and you're like, there's Shiraz red wine in this mm. and lamb, and there's also cutlets of carrot and pea, I actually can taste that. Yeah. So I can be a sommelier of a, of a meat pie and, if it's got fancy things in it. And I'm saying people like you are exactly why we're having a 40% drop-off <laughs> yeah, yeah. of just a normal beef pie. <laughs> I am saying, this is what I was trying to bring it back to before, of, like, we need to be congregating all of, like, everything. I hope at least that's what they're doing. Like, a party pie and a meat pie and a gourmet pie and a servo pie, I hope they're all being congregated and judged together as pies. Because if there's a, a drop-off in regular meat pies but a huge pickup in party pies, that's your answer. People think, want smaller pies. i tell you what the answer is. The main boardroom where they're panicking about <laughs> how the meat pie sales are going, walk across the hallway to the weird pie flavour boardroom. Yeah. Yeah. And tell them to calm down. <laughs> That's all you need to do at the pie factory. Just walk yeah. over and go, guys, I love the thinking. I love the brainstorming. Stop for two years, okay? We have enough. Stop. <laughs> Just you stop what you're you doing. You're too much. You're all fine. <laughs> <laughs> so I started the day in a very, very weird way, and it's sort of like a larger discussion point that I'd like to have right now. Um, and there has been stand-up comedy done on this exact point by Bill Burr, so this isn't new territory. But this morning, the dogs went absolutely ballistic at around about, oh, I'm going to say 3am, mm. and uh, I laid in bed next to Carrie, and it was essentially like, yeah, you're going to go check that out, Josh. Mm. And I, there was so no for me, I'm like, I'm like, why, why, why have I been designated as the one to go check this? And I'm like, oh, I think if we look at some um, archetype-style stereotype, I know why I've been picked. I'm mm. the I'm the guy. I'm the one that goes to. But I don't. I also don't want to go and see if there's a burglar downstairs. I'm not particularly excited about this task that's been given to me. Well, one of the dogs was around before you were. So yeah, that's it. The dog. The dog's How literally is it your a, responsibility. The dog's a wolf. So yeah. at the end of the day, I know she's a golden retriever, but she's also an ancestor of her ancestors were wolves. Yeah. So she should go out and have a look at what's going on. <laughs> that's I like. I I really want to pitch you the converse how that conversation would go like well she used to be a wolf yeah it's like yeah you used to be a monkey so get out there yeah. <laughs> if we're going back that far you go out uh, she's not a wolf now yeah, That's, yeah, she's yeah, essentially yeah. a teddy bear that would die if we didn't feed her every day Correct. So, yeah, yeah you know she gets an upset stomach if she has something that salami that's a little too spicy <laughs> so she's not a wolf anymore though. anyway suffice it to say went down i'm obviously here so everything's okay <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. um went down but star our dog would not stop barking which really doesn't help with the fear levels of everything. You're like, now you've even you've seen me, yeah. which usually makes her stop barking. When she, she gets the attention she's looking for, she shuts up. But she would not stop. She was like at the windows of downstairs trying to be nah, like, he's that, out there, he's out there. Out. And I was like, is it an alien? Is it a... Well, it's because something, it's like to me, at least when I get down to it, it's exactly the situation that you're saying, because I've happened, had it happen to me a couple of times. You just assume there's something here I'm not seeing. Yes. Like something around here, this dog is observing and I'm not seeing. And I think even the fact that I'm not seeing it is freaking the dog out. The dog's like, why are you not also freaking out That's about this? That's exactly what started scaring me. I'm yeah. like, it's obviously so clear to her. Yeah. Not clear to me. I uh, noticed that the, yeah, because dogs have those little, that weird thing where their eyes go yellow. And yeah, they can see in the ready. dark. I'm yeah. like, so you know something's going on out there, and I can't see it because my eyes don't do that weird yellow thing. But the, I am possum. 
Mm. Not possum magic. It was a possum. A lady next door feeds the possums. They always hang around. It's the worst. It's the absolute worst. I want her to stop doing it. You should feed the possums. To your dog. <laughs> <laughs> nah, native animals won't be yeah. doing that. But <laughs> no, 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 I, think you're I for that. really think we need to have a house meeting as to maybe just a roster of who goes down. Night Let's shift. have an equal opportunity to who goes down to check for a burglar. I yeah. think that's the way to go. I'd like one of you to have like a security guard outfit and just twizzle a little bat like Millhouse when he has to look after the warehouse. Right yeah. then. What's all this uh, going yeah. down here? Yeah, that's it. Just like a lights out check, just a knock on the door. All right, everything good in here? Yeah. Lights out. All right. That's so amazing about this though. Uh, nine-year-old and a seven-year-old in the house. Neither of them woke up. Yeah. <laughs> Wish I could sleep like a kid under 10. By the way, here's the asterisk, when they want to. Yeah, because, oh, no, 100%. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was the Ned and Josh podcast. podcast. Canberra Region Workers Compensation Specialists. Malaganis Edwards-Johnson. Canberra's Hit 104.7.